I, James, founded and work for HPI, but don't represent them or any of their opinions. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 319 of the Furlough Bros Tech Podcast. Today is December the 26th, 2017. Every week, we definitively answer one question about the future of tech. To do that, we take into account many factors, including the companies involved, the people working for them, their marketing, and, of course, the technology they're developing. I'm Matthew Dean Furlow, and playing with his new toys is my brother, James Furlow. Ah, oh, dude, Merry Christmas indeed. Yeah. I We just got back from Christmas Eve yeah. with the family, and uh, I did it with Eleanor, because we kind of did like this exchange thing, and she got like a, a bird treehouse thingy. So That's cool. We're excited. We're going to set that up at home. She got Cheetos first. <laughs> she did get Cheetos first, which thankfully were gluten-free, and like... 10 large bags of Cheetos. Yeah, specifically like $35 worth of Cheetos. Yeah. I know because I was like involved in the purchasing of the Cheetos. years worth of Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. And they were the flaming hot, like, don't eat them in a car ride when going back home Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Super delicious. But ultimately our cousins stole them, so we ended up with a birdhouse, which will still be fun. Nice. Yeah. So we are also entering the end of the year. Yeah. And we have our annual end-of-year podcast where we kind of review how our prediction stuff go. That's next week. <laughs> so hold on. So we thought as a warm-up, though, as a teaser, we would talk about the dumbest inventions of 2017. It's perfect. I'm excited. Which was... Because like, I sort of remember at least one of the ones that are going to get on this yes, list. Yes, yes. And I think it's the number one on the list. Okay. It's the one you're thinking of. Um, but it was by Gizmodo, and I just want to run through it because I think he's right. <laughs> All right, so is the question this week, are these the dumbest inventions of 2017? Yeah. All yeah. right, perfect. Well, you don't have to buy any of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it starts off just saying 2016 was the year of Uber for X, and this year was like the year of inventing. Wow, nice. Uh, which I, I feel for that, because my, my personal year was called the year of the maker, so... Um, so I'm, I'm with it. They were just copying me is what it came down to. So <coughs> what's interesting about this article, too, is he goes down to say, look, it's one thing to just invent something that's dumb. He goes, but these ones are even worse because they already existed. Okay. That's how dumb these things are. Okay? All right. So the first thing that was invented was a helicopter. <laughs> it's pretty good he goes every year it becomes more clear that we're never going to get flying cars which is actually true or that we're going to have autonomous air airplanes i was talking with a pilot last weekend and um and he was kind of like you know what do you think the chances are that we'll like someone else was asking him what are the chances of them ever automating flying altogether and he was like years from now he's like and it's that classic it's that last 10% or 5% or 1%. He's like, it's just it's complicated. And ultimately it was like, yeah, well, they're not going to. We're just going to stop using airplanes. We're going to use BFRs for long distance travel. BFRs? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Musk's. Elon, Elon Musk's. Big rockets. Big old rockets. <laughs> and I went, or we'll use drones for short term travel and, you know, for shorter travel, autonomous drones. And so um, he makes the point of saying that a drone is. A helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a multi-rotor helicopter. Yeah. That's all it is. Without but, a pilot. Uh, but Uber came out and said, we're doing Uber for helicopters. And he's like, yeah, 
No. Like, plus it's been done in other places, and it's just helicopters for the rich. Yeah. So, great invention, but it's not an invention. <clears throat> I have kind of felt that way about the self-driving car thing from the beginning. It's that it, it is, uh, it's portrayed as this, like, great leap forward, but it's definitely just... Yeah, just heli- just helicopters, <laughs> which is great. I mean, you know, there's some leap forward in the stability of the technology that makes it easier for, you know, for autonomous piloting. Pilots are really expensive, and you can make them electric. I see the advantages there, but... Yeah. Yeah, they're just helicopters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, okay, this next one says there are a lot of people who actually want their apartment buildings to be able to receive packages from Amazon. Yes. So Amazon's come up with this new system that they're calling Amazon's hub service. Okay. It was, it's a mailbox. <laughs> it's, it's been done. <laughs> but it's a mailbox managed by Amazon, not by the U.S. post office or someone else. Which, and then, is, it the, is it similar to their little lockers thing where you can... Yeah, yeah, okay. but it would be in your apartment building. It's like, so like in my apartment building, I could have an Amazon hub, which is, yeah, their boxes. Well, it's funny because they had their, they had their, uh, they had the lockers and when they first announced the lockers, I was like, what's a clever idea? And I looked into it and I was like, what, so what perks do I get from this? Was it like cheaper? Do I get faster service? Like, no, there's nothing. There's just the inconvenience of, I have to go to a locker and pick it up. Which again, if you live in a, in an unsecure building... Or you don't trust your neighbors, which I'm like, why are you living there? Because uh, safety trumps cost, in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah, so Amazon invented the mailbox. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Year. Yeah. And, but the, and more important to me is not that they reinvented the mailbox. It's that they reinvented the mailbox without any perks. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a mailbox. Real, real great. <laughs> this next one's kind of, it's awesome. Okay. They're calling it the, the low-rise building. And I feel like I just have to read this because it was so well done. Um, he goes, you could also just call us a building. Um, <laughs> maybe you want to call it a corporate campus. That's cool, too. Google prefers to call it a landscaper. Okay? Or a horizontal skyscraper. <laughs> yes. Granted, the new headquarter for that Google is building in London is really big. It's about a 1,000 feet long holding 7,000 workers but it's a building <laughs> it's it's a building <clears throat> man i have a i have a uh, i have some friends that own a flat that is like across the street from the new campus and they've owned it for like the last 10 years and it is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them because you think you've ever had that property rise in value <laughs> oh, yeah, I, bet. I bet now their landscaper is 11 stories tall okay and it also will include an innovative elevator that goes sideways well man as well as up and down we're going straight up willy wonka of course, here he goes of course if it was a regular skyscraper which he kind of goes on to his thing about like that's actually what you should build in a dense place it's the most efficient form he goes, the elevator would need to only go vertically. So, two useless inventions in one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is an interesting... I mean, like, I know, you know, obviously Apple's new, like, their new spaceship's, like, six stories or five stories, or mm-hmm. it's relatively... Well, it's a it's a landscraper as well. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, I I wonder I just what the, they call it something. New. I know, yeah. It's a landscaper. It's like a skyscraper, but I know, you know, I wonder it's a what horizontal skyscraper. What's the point of that? That's the part so that HP I don't get. is one of those. They have them all over the place. Yeah, they're all over the place. Technically, I how do we how do we let's see here. We could, we could figure this out because like my campus in my the campus in Corvallis. I guess I'm a founder. My campus <laughs> in Corvallis has ten buildings. I wonder how you. It's like a it's like a disassembled scraper, or it's like a. <laughs> how would you? It's a uh, a scatter scraper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> we, we, we create different hubs of our. Scapers. Yeah, it, it's a. It's like what did they call it when they took like the songs and they broke them out of the albums and they just and you could just and then you could just they buy the un, song. Unbundled. It's an unbundled un scraper. scraper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I like it. This is awesome. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> All right. Oh. So my question is, um, we've got to do oh, an, that's ad. an invention, but it's awesome. Yeah, let's do this. All right. So uh, this episode is brought to you. By Kleenexes. Oh. Uh, Kleenex, it's that time of the year where you can. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you gotta cough, sometimes you gotta blow your nose. But Kleenexes are a great, they have a great product, facial tissues for using it. We're not actually being played by Kleenex. This is just free advertising. So, We're... yeah. So, interestingly, we call it, for, for our daughter, we call it tissue. Interesting. Yeah. Is that like, for legal purposes? Why we do that. But here's the interesting thing. So we we went through the potty training thing. Yeah. And for that process, it's called paper. But apparently, like, I missed the cue at some point in time. So I'm sitting there with Eleanor, and she finished going to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, here's a tissue. So she blew her nose. I was like, wait, what are you doing? No. And I, you know, grab another one off the roll. And I'm like, oh, here, here, use your tissue. Use it. So she blows her nose. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, and thankfully Jesse was walking by, and she goes, "It's called paper." I'm like, oh, here, use your paper, and then she used it properly. That's really funny. That's oh my gosh. Have you seen that video with Velcro trying to convince people to not call it Velcro anymore? Really? Yeah, for legal reasons, they're like they're having issues where they they don't they want to like they're what they're afraid of is that their um, trademark. Is gonna be oh, and everyone's gonna call it Velcro, right? Yeah, well, and then and they'll actually won't be able to defend the trademark of the company because the product has become just called yeah, Velcro yeah. by everybody, like, like Kleenex. Yeah, so their so their lawyers are like they have it's actually a pretty funny YouTube video where they're like, like begging, but they're serious. Yes, but it's <laughs> but they're like begging people to not call it Velcro. What do they call it? I don't remember, like hook and ladder or something like that. Oh, it's that, of course. So yeah, it's a terrible name. But oh, it's man. the generic name for it. It's pretty funny. Anyways, go so buy Kleenex. So imagine this. <laughs> yeah, go shed a tear with a Kleenex. So imagine this. You have an automobile that travels along a set route at all times. It stops along this route, and you can get in and ride along that route as a way to get within walking distance to your destination. That sounds pretty neat. Because other people are doing this along with you, the cost of the ride is reduced. I like it. It's called Lyft Shuttle. That sounds exactly like a bus or a uh, train. Yes. Yes. He goes, before that, it was called a city bus. <laughs> and it was it's actually cheaper to ride the bus than to take a Lyft shuttle. Now, that's fascinating. Because, I mean, like, a private bus is an interesting idea. And I can understand why. Like, Greyhound is... Yeah. Uh, well, kind of well Grey, it was, it's interesting because Greyhound, Greyhound can't compete with, like, city buses. 
So, like, for example, in California, uh, you can get a bus ticket um, from, like, a, a, the um, with Caltrans bus ticket for much cheap, cheaper than a Greyhound. But you can't get just a bus ticket. You actually have to get a train ticket and a bus ticket. And it's still cheaper than Greyhound to do both of those. But legally, that's how Greyhound got protected so that they couldn't get uh, undercut by the government. So when I was living in Stockton and got would get a bus to San Jose, I used to get a train from Sacramento. But I was in Stockton already. So I would just show up where the train was ending and then get on the bus. <laughs> um, and I, so it's not oh, shocking man. that it's cheaper than, than the bus because, you know, taxes. Um, but I wonder if they'll ever get to the point where you can actually, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. Not, un, un, non-defined routes could be a huge advantage, you know. That's true, other than the, the predictability side of it. But yeah, I guess but, if you know, if you can see on an app that a car is headed in this direction, yeah. you can get in front of it. I don't know. So here's another one. Uh, WeWork, it's a company that rents out real estate for companies and stuff to use. Yes. Well, they've come up with a new one called We Live, and it's a communal housing offshoot. So it's a bunch of people that live in a place and share common areas. It's called co-living in the world of WeWork. It says, in the real world, it's called having roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you elect to have a roommate rather than co-living with someone, it tends to be cheaper, and you get to choose your own decor. Yeah, so they actually apparently... They're not just doing business shared environments. Now they're doing living shared environments. I but maybe furnished potentially. That's an interesting. It's hard to. I mean, I could understand I how it. you could appify it and maybe. It's the you know honestly, it's like Google's landscaper scapers. It's it's. It's not that what you're doing is dumb. It's that you came up with a dumb name for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, that's fair. <clears throat> I yeah. It's yeah, because roommates is needed. Yeah, but let's yeah, it's the fact that they're trying to like somehow not call it that. We're trying to leverage our brand and our professional platform and turn it into a. It's just too much marketing fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This one's this one's a true. Here's a goodie. Um. So this person they don't drink tea, so there might be. There actually might be a difference between a teapot and a tea infuser. Um, but uh, Terrafusa, Terraforia, sorry, Terraforia, doesn't really matter. They went out of business. Um, <laughs> they, have a, they have a line of internet-connected teapots. Okay. It was supposed to be Keurig for tea. Uh, so. Um, internet-connected, though. Yeah, so it, it was... Um, Let's see here. They used a closed ecosystem where you would buy their little tea packets. And it's a $400 machine. Holy cow. That it, um, it made tea that was, well, it was inferior to her $7 infuser. <laughs> and um, <coughs> see, yeah, they raised $17 million in funding, which baffles my mind. And then they shut down. And now a handful of people have a $400 teapot. Yeah, so the idea was you would buy... And it uses a proprietary thing. So you have a $400 teapot and no teapots. Yes, yeah. It's it's a paperweight at this point. That's insane. But they were just like, it's... Like, tea's not complicated. No. You just kind of steep it and 
Apparently, like again, they're like you, know, you maybe see, there's and, a difference and, and, and honestly, infuser, and but. honestly, I would go so far as to say that 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 like the tea bag is Keurig for tea. Like they already had the clever invention that is the equip. Like basically, the Keurig cup is the equivalent of catching up with where tea has been for the last century. <laughs> maybe. Tea is way easier. Yeah, you get a tea bag, you put it in, you microwave a mug of water, you put a tea bag in it. You have a cup of tea five minutes later. That is basically... Maybe this is internet connected because you can set a timer on it to start and it'll send you a push notification after the three minutes that it's ready for you. How far are you going to be from your tea <laughs> that is necessary? <laughs> see, I don't see, know. see, that's the... like. So I, I got the more expensive sous vide that has Wi-Fi connection because it actually has a higher wattage. I wanted right. more water, hotter faster that's what i wanted now it turns out that if i've actually got it set up i can preheat the water when i'm heading home if i've got something that yes. i can cook that i'm just reheating and so it actually has an advantage to having wi-fi but that's but, also a multi-hour thing and so you want to have the ability to yeah turn it off and on when you're not home yeah it's not three minutes yeah it's it's a uh, it's definitely I'll take an internet connected um, oven. That'd be kind of nice. I would say I like the idea of being able to have. Um, I, I like the idea that internet connected can be like it's so cheap that everything can be internet connected. But at this point, something like that you can't you can't throw it out there as a selling point. You well, just, not for four hundred dollars. I mean, that's well, that's the problem. It's like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, this next one it's called a uh, Make Space. They've raised. $57 million. That's a lot of money. It's for a cloud storage for physical stuff, is what they call it. Okay? What? So, he goes, if that sounds like a storage locker, that's because it is. <laughs> um, yeah, they've been going on since 2013. And uh, he goes, they didn't invent cloud storage for physical stuff. And they didn't invent a, a new way to quietly whisper... Things aren't okay. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a storage locker. It's cloud storage for physical stuff. That's so dumb. They probably do something where it's like I I've liked some of the it's, ideas. It's internet connected. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like some of them where you can um, maybe they give you boxes that you label and then you just you pick them up or like. How do I say it? Like, uh, like you, you fill up a moving box, and then you just tell them, hey, there's a moving box out in my front yard. Come pick it up. And then they pick it up, and they store it. And then you just tell them, oh, I want box number 57. And then they'll deliver it to your, to your doorstep for you to grab whatever you wanted out of it. Like, I could get behind something like that. Yeah. And maybe it's, like, cataloged what you have inside, or but you a, take a picture. But, I, again... I Calling it cloud storage for your physical stuff <laughs> yeah. is is not a great innovation above what has there's, already existed. There's, there's no way that we're in a bubble right now. I'm going to say, I'm not saying you can't innovate on what exists. I'm just saying that is not an innovation on what exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is number three, by the way. This is top three? Top, we're top three now. All right, this is exciting. Uh, long days at the office, terrible sleep habits, caffeinated delirium, and open office space has us all wanting to crawl into a hole and die. Oh, or geez. at least take a nap. That's where odd company's PausePod comes in. It's a portable, 
private pop-up space free from stressful moments. I'm guessing it's a tent. It's a tent. <laughs> that you open in the middle of the office and all your co-workers wonder what you're doing inside. Uh, here, here's a picture. Yeah, that is just it's, a tent. It's a tent. They invented the tent. But they call it the pause pod. It's black, so it's dark. You're just supposed to, in your office space, pop, seen... up your pop, pop up your pause tent, your pause pod, crawl into it, and sleep. And this isn't supposed to bother your boss <laughs> or your coworkers. <laughs> I'm trying to get an idea that... Um, I'm trying to figure out... Of course, their thing just went to another uh, article... Okay, here we go. Odd Company, ODD. Um, they. I'm trying to figure out how much this thing. It doesn't even say. Oh, here we go. Pop up anywhere in seconds. All, all I want to know is if I want to buy one. That's what I want to do, guys. <laughs> not that difficult. Apparently, that's not a. Apparently, that's not an option. It's well, featured. I can get in touch. I don't want to get in touch. Oh, oh well. I'm Googling. I have, a, I have a sense that this thing is like a $300 tent. Yeah, it sounds exactly like I mean, it if is. it's like a $25 Walmart tent, okay. But I doubt it because they gave it a fancy name. All right, these next two I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of from this last year. Okay. <coughs> uh, number two, Bodega. They set a record time for startup to experience public backlash. It's an app-enabled vending machine. With a bogey, with bogey, bogey, bourgeois, 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 whatever, bourgeois. That's maybe that's it. Uh, products that aim to put your beloved locally owned corner store out of business. Um, so the idea was, it's it's a vending machine. It's just a. They got like Cheez-Its and crackers and mouthwash and toothbrushes and gum and cookies and shampoo apparently it's like a it's a vending machine it's a 7-eleven vending machine is what it is but it's a bodega okay like one of those little like roll up pop-up things in the cities that just yeah. sell a bunch of whatever random garbage gotcha so it's app connected apparently you connect your app and that's how you pay for stuff and then it falls out or something i don't hate that they gotta know they like um, was it a legal issue? <laughs> no, they just they called it the bodega, and, and like that's specifically what they call those mom and pop shops on the street. Oh, gotcha. And they just like locally owned, and like people hated it. They were like, "Wait, not cool! You're putting these poor immigrant workers out of work." It was bad. Um, they did say that, and apparently, like the name was offensive. I guess uh, they did say they market tested it in Latin, in Latin American communities, and they were like. Nobody thought it was offensive. <laughs> it's a classic. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, number one. This is number one. Here we go. Ready? Juicero. I was going to say. A juice company. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. They, um, you knew they were going to get the top spot. Um, they were the company that sold a $400 Internet of Things juicer. And... Um, the, logic, the logical answer would be that it invented the juicer, but no, um, they didn't really invent fruit, juice fruit or vegetables. Instead, it squeezed out bags of prepared fruit or vegetable product. You had to buy these bags from Juicero, 
and um, some of the top-notch top investigators from Bloomberg realized that um, you could actually just squeeze it out with your hand as well as you could with the machine. Well, wasn't the wasn't there an actual like the idea was they were trying to get an even press across they they were large they were they they looked like I mean like silver Ziploc baggies but they're shape of like a Ziploc baggie and the issue was they were trying to press across the entire face evenly and and as and in order to do that it's a psi problem because it's, or it's a it's a pounds per square inch so if you did it with your fingers you had a lot of pressure on a few small points and it allowed you to effectively to get like mechanical advantage over it so you could easily squeeze it out with your hands but if you were like to stand on it like if you were to put it like a book on it so yeah. you covered the entire thing and, and stand it on it it would barely squeeze out so they had to make this thing insanely beefed up so that it could handle the forces of trying to squeeze the entire face instead of using a little bit of clever mechanical advantage to squeeze small parts of it and yeah the the ceo he defended his invention saying yeah hacking consumer products is nothing new they're like no it's not hacking to do the same thing the product does but with your bare hands yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so he called it this the number one invention here was hands i yeah i <laughs> those were that was that's the Whopper list right there of 2017. And say we invented some things. Yeah, that's pretty good. I will. I'll give oh, it to man, them. I love the that names. I'm gonna say the names ones are dumb. Juicero is an actual. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb product. That was a mistake. I I know. Yeah, some of those the teapots. Another one. We're just like, oh man. Yeah, an what internet connected teapot. <laughs> the the tea bag is such a good idea. I mean, I get I get where they're coming <clears throat> at. Like. There's something about the idea of, yeah, throw in an internet, whatever. Like, the idea of getting alerts. And it's just like, it's just not cheap enough yet to fully justify. Well, or, or worse, you're trying to use it as a justification to make it way expensive. Because, like, I can buy a little, like, internet of something, a little Wi-Fi antenna thing yeah. for, like, $5 that I can integrate into my larger product. And all of a sudden... You've got an internet connection. And if I can buy a unit of one for $5, you can buy a unit of a million for oh. 50 cents yeah. each. The problem is that people go, well, we got to fully test it and we got to support a server to connect to it. We got to do all nine yards. So we're going to, you know, our product's going to cost an extra so $50 a, more now. Yeah. Like you not, okay, whatever. Or in some of those cases, $375 more than what you really should have been charging. Right, exactly. But so, but there you go. There's the that's the list. Um, so, did you fall for? Did you get any of those things? Or what's our what was our question again? Do you think these <clears throat> things are actually? Say, are those the actually the worst? Did you see any products that you? Uh, do you know of any products that? Yeah. Didn't shouldn't be on the list. Amazon Echo Show is that annoying you? I, I just read a big article about people complaining about theirs, but you know anything like that where you're like yeah. Yeah, that was a TV. It's just a. What are you doing, Amazon? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyways, so there you go. That's our show. We want to say thank you to Rhett Jones of Gizmodo for putting that list together. We we really do appreciate it. And the show is brought to you by listeners just like you. Merry Christmas, listeners. And also brought to you by Kleenex. So go shout a cheer this Christmas. <laughs> um. 
With that, oh gosh, I wasn't even, oh yeah, I remember. Um, my name is James Furlow, and my very merry brother, opening all sorts of gifts, is Matthew Furlow, and so we will talk next time on our final review, our post-dictions show. Yes. See you later. Thank you.